Alright folks, what is going on? This is episode 284 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Got a handful of things I want to cover today, but it's all under one umbrella of being a fan of your team. It's going to be more of an interpersonal type of episode, if that makes sense, or if, if, if that sounded right. It's going to be a more personal uh, episode like me just talking about being a fan of teams and and the things we have to go through and uh you know what does it take to continue to be loyal to a a, a team because I think when people talk about these type of things I think it's more of oh I'm close to this team so I gotta do this or no it 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 goes with good and bad and it has I feel like. For me, I want to address this to you guys because I don't want you to think I'm just some guy that's on here just shaking pom-poms for a team. There's a reasoning behind not only just uh, the, the obvious things, the reason behind, but there's a really big, a bigger picture, in my opinion, about being a fan of these two teams that I talk about every day. So I will discuss those. So hopefully you guys will enjoy and understand. Uh, first and foremost, welcome to the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. Um, it's been a fun week. It really has. The content's been great. The listenership, the viewership has been awesome. You guys are awesome. I really, really appreciate it. If this is your first time here, hit that like button. Share this video. Also, uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Now, I'm not 100% sure because I already linked the channels together. I want to let you guys now I know I am now on Rumble. So um, that will be rumble.com. I want to make sure if I get this right for you guys because it's still kind of new. If you go on Rumble, just type in first and frame rates. It should pop right on up. If not, I will have the link in the description on the YouTube and the podcast side of things so you can get to it because it has like this weird URL and I have to change it. So nevertheless, I am now on Rumble. If you want to subscribe over there, if you want to watch, if that's your preference to watch the, the show on a visual level, that's where it's going to be uh, as well. It's still going to be on YouTube. It's not going anywhere, at, you know, so it's just going to another option for you guys also as far as the podcast go i'm on itunes google play um stitcher spotify and anchor if you want to listen over there that's great and um like i said listenership and viewership is moving up i really appreciate you guys and uh, thank you for watching uh and listening and one more thing before i get into the meat of this uh podcast if you want to donate, it is I have uh, a couple of avenues that you can do so. You can check out the Cash App at VFBaller20. Uh, I think it's dollar sign VFBaller20. Also, you can look at the link down in the description on the Anchor um, support uh, link. You can check that out and you can support there as well. I will have other avenues where you can support on that as well. So um, that's going to be... Uh, options probably starting on monday so you guys could check all of that out and it's totally optional but it does help the channel grow and if not i'm just glad that you guys are here listening all right so enough all that enough house cleaning all that good stuff so um let's get into this fandom i want to talk about fandom and what does it mean in to me in general I'm not going to go into the verbatim sense of the, of the definition but you know being a fan of your team it means a lot you know, it is it, something very passionate for people because some people put their time, their money, and you know, they're, they they invest a lot into a team like me. I buy all, I buy as much merch as I can. 
I try to represent as much as possible. And um, I still have more stuff I want to post in my game room slash studio to show you how much I love my Georgia Southern Eagles and uh, my Atlanta Falcons. Up and down, it doesn't matter. Whatever, we always ride it out with them. I do get upset with them, and I think that's one thing that I want to talk about, the ups, the, the stuff that makes you mad and things that uh, really um, frustrate you about your team because you feel that they can do better and you want them to do better. But before I get into that, I want to talk about the passion that you love for that we or me, because I, I, you know, I want to talk about myself, about the teams. Um, Slight history, not going to go through a whole timeline, but slight history. I've been... Uh, born and raised in the round of Statesboro area. Basically, I was born and raised in Savannah, Georgia. So uh, I've been knowing about Georgia Southern pretty much all my life. I'm not one of these, uh, the, one of the students that became Georgia Southern fans because of, you know, they went to the school. Now, the thing is, I've known about Georgia Southern since the 80s. And uh, one thing about me is I've always been into the team because of the localization of it. I've been watching them be real successful as a child and um it was a good thing because like yo, it was a local team was somewhat local that's really out here doing big things at a national level i thought it was phenomenal and um so i've always had my attachment to georgia southern now as far as the falcons go to be honest with you guys uh, this is gonna be sound kind of weird i was a san francisco 49ers fan in the you know late 80s early 90s i really didn't acknowledge the Falcons was a team in Georgia because we didn't know too much about them back then when we I remember as a kid when I watched TV it was all about Joe Montana and Jerry Rice so I was all in John Taylor so I used to always watch them on TV and I was a fan of the 49ers until I realized like wait a minute there's a team in Georgia that's you know of you know of you know that's a football team an NFL team so I was like okay so mind you um 1993 was pretty much the time when I became a, a, a Falcons fan. And it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of weird because I've always been in the state of Georgia for the most part. Um, and I became a fan. And throughout all the ups and downs, I remember the 95 season when we made the playoffs at 9-7, the 98 season when, you know, we made it to the Super Bowl and lost to Denver. I've been through all those up and down. 2001, Michael Vick. So I've always felt that even though, People look at the Falcons as a poverty franchise. I always felt like there was some form of success to make you want to continue to hope that this team will continue to be uh, a winning type of team. And, you know, that really never came to fruition. Even to this day, it's still kind of up and down, even though the culture, I feel, is a winning culture. We just haven't found a way to put that together on the field. So I've always felt that that um the Falcons was there. Georgia Southern, I mean, what else to say? I mean, early 90s, won a national title, late 90s into the 2000s, winning national titles. I mean, we always felt, I personally, I've always felt Georgia Southern was the standard when it came to college football in the state of Georgia. Now, everybody want to talk about the University of Georgia, what they did. Yo, you got to think about it. Throughout the time of 1980 to 2021, 2022, they weren't like the winning program in my opinion. I've watched, even though it was FCS or one double I still felt like it's prominent for the Georgia Southern to win these six national titles. I thought it was a big deal. So I've always felt that the Georgia Southern was still like the, they were on top of the world when it came to college football. That's the, that's just the way I felt. And I always, I always will feel that way to this day. Now it's nothing to take away from Georgia. It's nothing to take away from Georgia tech or whatever the case may be. 
but I just felt like we were and we still are the standard when it comes to college football. There's nothing, like I said, nothing to take away from that. But when I look at the situations with um, Georgia Southern nowadays, getting into the Sun Belt, winning the Sun Belt the first year in, and then now we haven't won the Sun Belt since, what's frustrating about it is like I, I demand I demand a winning uh, culture. Now we won some bowl games, I but I I want a winning, uh, you know, consistent winning. Oh, you know, a, a winning culture, consistent winning, and we continue to just push on as being a standard to win. Personally, I feel like we should win eight games a year. Every year we should win eight games. And I don't talk like this much, but because I try to be fair and I am fair when it comes to what happens on the field. But inside of me, I'm like, yo, we need to be up here winning, going eight and four, eight and five, you know, nine and three every year. That's just, that's just how I feel because I've been around when this team has been winning 12, 13, 14, 15 games. Yeah, everybody talk about that team. What was like a couple years ago that went fifteen and zero? No, we did that in the eighties. We won fifteen games in the eighties. So you know that that's not the first team that do it. But I'm just saying it's that that's the standard that I that I that I want to have and to watch what has happened with um you know the last few years. You know the 2017 season. You know the other season where we you know we we in 2011 we hung with Alabama and when we beat Florida in 2013. I expect those type of things to happen because even though we were FCS back then, we are one, we should be one of the top FCS teams. You know, going uh, uh, you know going toe to toe with Appalachian State, going toe to toe with North Dakota State. That's where we were. Going toe to toe with James Madison and and Old Dominion. Those were great times back in in the FCS days. But when we go up and play against the FBS teams, we should be competing at somewhat of a respectable level. Um, the game I don't like to mention when we played the Golden Gophers, which I don't like to talk about that game because we should have won that game. Those are the type of games we should be playing and competing against FBS teams. And, um, you know, when you look at games like the Arkansas game or the West Virginia game, or when you look at games like um, what the Clemson game, even though the Clemson game was fairly competitive, I get upset at those games because, you know, we should be up at, at those at those type of uh we should be up in competing with those type of teams. I don't care what anybody say. I feel that way. Now, the way things are turning around now with Coach Helton, man, look, I think we're going to shock the world with what Coach Helton's putting together. I saw uh, some type of um, article out that we're supposed to be 6.5 as far as winning winning games, six or seven games. Now, I, I don't know. I think we're winning eight or nine games. I truly believe that. I just feel it with what we have now. If I'm wrong, I mean it happens, but I just right now, I don't. I mean, I don't see what they're doing in spring practice. I don't know what they're doing when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, you know what they've done in, you know, or what did you call it, the spring game. I don't know what's going on right now. I just don't. But I just feel it. The recruiting, the coaching staff, the vibe of the team. The reaction of the players. I feel that we can do this. So with that being said, I want that taste of victory again. I feel I felt that taste of victory when it comes to Georgia Southern for decades. 
you know, shout out to everybody who's attending to the school and you know, your students and you, you love this vibe and you, you don't know what's going on because you only been for two or three years. And I mean, it's nothing against you guys. You guys are amazing. I want you guys to fill the student section when this, when, when, when it's time to play football again, but I've had a taste of victory. I had a taste of championships with this team. And I think that we could do it again. I want us to, you know, where Appalachian state, and you know what? There's a form of mutual respect with those guys in Boone, North Carolina. We talk about them with the goats and 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 living up there in the boonies or whatever. We talk about them, but there's a lot. There's a, a level of respect for them. You know, those guys. We went been going toe to toe with them since what eighty seven. So it's been back and forth so much. They have three national titles. We have six. Those guys, we've always played them tough back in the FCS days. I've always said it was the the greatest rob football college football rivalry you never heard of because it is. It's a really big rivalry. I, I feel like it's a big big rivalry on the level of um, Ohio State, Michigan. You know, uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Georgia, Florida. You know, it it, it, it Texas Tech. You know, you know Texas, Oklahoma. It's it, it's one of the, it's, it's those type of rivalries, and um. What I like about Appalachian State, they continued to evolve. They continue continue to be tr- the, to be on the level of these FBS group of five, uh, the, the, no, the, not group of but power five teams. You know they were able to try to do that and compete with the Miami, compete with the North Carolina, compete with the South Carolina. They 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 catered their the athletes and their game plan and their playbook to be more of a more tra- I ain't gonna say traditional but more of a modernized uh, offense to where they could compete with these guys and their recruits are no different than the recruits we get three star you know two star recruits maybe they're throwing a I think they got one four star recruit recently we just got one as well but we have. The same amount of talent they have. That's why when we play each other, it's not more of just like, oh, we hate them and this, that, and the third. We could compete with them because a lot of those guys are on the same level as us. And what they've done is put in place to compete with power five teams. And I think Georgia Southern has finally caught up to that. You know, Clay Helton has finally got that together to where we can do that. And, um, I love that part about it. What I hate about it is all the 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 gap. The the the, the lost games that we could have done better because the talent on the field is that good. The fact that strength and conditioning wasn't together, and we saw a lot of players get hurt last year. You know, all that stuff has changed now, but you know, when you know, even the, the the year that we went to the Camellia Bowl, and I do not want to, you know, look down on that year because we went ten and three after going two and ten phenomenal season but look how we won a lot of those games we won a lot of those games with the talent we had there wasn't any phenomenal play calling that was put together there wasn't that big of a game plan that was put together like look we're going to run the 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 hybrid option and our players are just going to be faster than you guys on the corner we're going to run past you every chance we get and that's basically how we did it and I'm not taking nothing away from the players because they've done a phenomenal. Now, I not necessarily want to take away from the coaching staff either, but I looked at that season, and when I look back on it now, I was like, man, those guys played their heart out with their instincts. 
that that's not sustainable. And we saw what happened in the years after, you know, the, you know, I think end up, we ended up losing the Kira bowl, you know, which was kind of weird how we lost that one. But then we turned right back around. We won the, uh, the, the RL carry in new Orleans bowl, which that game kind of felt more like a game plan was put together. And that felt good. You know, Doug Roos came in and, and put in somewhat of a game plan and, and coach Sloan did together a phenomenal job on defense. That felt a lot better but a lot of the players was trying to get used to that so it was still kind of it wasn't executed 100% or you know 90% properly but it was executed but I, those are the things I kind of see when I look at these things like even with all that's going on it just felt kind of weird but I love my team I love this school I've been loving them for decades you know, a lot of people look at me as like, oh, you're not that old. No, dude, I was born in the 80s. <laughs> people in the Discord are like, man, I thought you was like a certain age. No, man, you know, I'm pushing 40. Like, seriously, I'm pushing 40. I'm up there. But before I close, I want to flip to the Falcons. The Falcons are still in turmoil right now when it comes to actually competing for a Super Bowl or competing to get in the playoffs. And um, it's been a wild ride. It has for since 1993 for me. And uh, like I said, watching them make the playoffs in 95, watching them go to the Super Bowl in 98, going through turmoil until Michael Vick comes around. The Michael Vick experience was awesome. The, the win at Lambeau against Green Bay, you know, getting to the NFC Championship game, losing to the Eagles, which we could have had a chance to, to go to the Super Bowl. Um, then Matt Ryan comes in. Rookie Matt Ryan goes to 11-5 season, makes the playoffs, do you know we did some pretty good things NFC Championship Super Bowl 28 to 3 you know four losing seasons and we're here now where Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot is now um is is now running the show and i think that there's going to be probably another year until we get to some type of prominence going deep in the playoffs but I love what I see with this team. When I look at the Falcons, we still hold on to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's probably going to be around for a while. I know you guys don't want to hear that, but I think he's still the best option of what we have. If we drafted any other quarterback last year and put him out there with that offensive line, that quarterback would have probably been never the same for the rest of his career. So when Matt Ryan is doing what he did, 20-plus touchdowns, 11 interceptions with no receivers, basically, no disrespect to Russell Gage, but he's a number two at best. Maybe number three, you know, he did phenomenal things. We look at the running game. We're going to need another running back. You know, we're going to need some better guys on defense. We talked about this throughout the in, in the draft episode, so I don't want to go too far with that. But I'll still ride it out with this team no matter what. There's been times when they made me mad. Oh, my God, I can't tell you when I, I literally wanted to leave and stop, you know, supporting this team because of some of the things that they've done. But at the end of the day, I, I got to be true to myself and I got to be true to the team that I, that has always been there for me. Because even though throughout the bad times when they were losing games, I watched players that I thought had potential. Y'all weren't there when Tim Toon, Tim Toon, I'm sorry, Tim Toon was a receiver for the Falcons and I, I fell in love with him. You know, the Harry Douglas years when Harry Douglas was a great slot guy, you know, um, you know, I, I remember Fun and Gun uh, when, when when June Jones was the coach. You know, I, I I was there when all that was going on. The the uh the kid from Ohio State, what's his name? He was number twelve. Oh my God, him and Roddy White was together. 
Matter of fact, I think he caught the, Matt Ryan's first touchdown. Oh, my goodness. I can't remember his name. If y'all remember the name, please put it down in the comment section. You know, um, the Jarius Norwood years. I, you know, I loved every bit of it because I always felt that there was some type of breakthrough. Somebody was going to be talented and it didn't pan out. It didn't pan out. And that was okay. You know, I, you couldn't tell me I thought OJ Santiago was going to be that guy at one point. <laughs> you know, I mean, for real. You know, I mean, you know, real fans could, could could talk about players just like that off the top of their head. I still can't get number 12's name from Ohio State that played wide receiver. I just don't, can't remember his name. Oh, man. Uh, that that's, uh, Let me see if I can pull that up because that's going to irk my nerves. Uh, that's going to hurt my nerves. Hold on one second. Uh, come on, what was his name? Goodness, I can't remember his name. Uh, man, you know what? I you know I give up because I can't. The, even the the internet don't even want to give me the uh, don't even want to give me the answer. And it's not Muhammad Sanu. It wasn't him. Not Muhammad Sanu. It was before. It was before that. Because I know people are probably talking about Muhammad Sanu. It was before because he played alongside Roddy White. But nevertheless, um. It, it, it's always been a good time, win, lose, or draw, because I love my team. Even though they made me mad, I get up the next day, that Monday after we lose, and I still was there to love the team that I'm uh, rooting for. And, and this is the thing that uh, I will continue to do. I mean, why not? <laughs> it's just, you know, it, it, it's just uh, it, it's, it's just the right thing to do, in my opinion. I mean, I people, you got to look at it. Look at Cincinnati. Look at those fans. Those guys went through hell going through that, you know, those those years. They had, didn't win a playoff game since 1990. You know, you know, they went, you know, it was it was crazy. And now they're in the Super Bowl. Michael Jenkins. There it is. Michael, it just it just it just it just dawned on me. Michael Jenkins was the receiver. Jesus Christ. But now they're in the Super Bowl in a few years. I still believe that can happen with the Falcons. They just have to get things together. They have to get things in order. I'm not sure if they'll be able to, but hey, we'll see. Um, but I love my teams. This is where I come from. This is why I do these videos. This is why I do this podcast. This is why I bring you this content. Because for me, it's not just, hey, let's talk about teams that nobody really wants to talk about because of the win-loss record or because they think the Falcons is a poverty franchise. Let's talk about Georgia Southern because not too many people talk about Georgia Southern football. Shout out to Captain Clack. Shout out to Talent Talk. Shout out to GA, uh, GATA Gata Talk or GATA Talk. Shout out to those guys who are still pushing Georgia Southern content. You know, obviously, shout out to uh, Eagle Nation Live. They do theirs, you know, uh, the official, you know, um, the official podcast with Georgia Southern because they, they work for Georgia Southern and they, they do a great job. Danny Reed and, oh, man, oh, good lot. Danny Reed and company. <laughs> man, I'm not good with names. I do apologize. Um, we are, you know, the ones that push this content and we do it because we really love it. I think we all love it. I do. I really, really enjoy doing this content for Georgia Southern football and Atlanta Falcons. This is what I, um, to be honest with you guys, and I, I should have said this earlier, but I will close. I definitely will close by saying this. 
even since I was a little kid, I used to do funny things when it comes to broadcasting. I've always been a fan of talk radio. Um, never really listened to it, but I always thought that talk radio was really cool. Um, even as a kid, and I used to record myself on blank tapes, acting like I was doing a broadcast. So I don't think I was born to do this, to be honest, but I know I have a big passion for it. And I told myself one day that um, even though I was making other videos when it comes to uh, this, like I was doing video game stuff and, and sports gaming stuff. But I sat down one day and said, you know what? I really want to sit here and talk about these teams and give you my analysis of them. Just a regular guy. I don't take notes. I don't do nothing crazy when it comes to like being a professional with this. I genuinely just cut on the recording in my in my uh my cameras and just go. None of this stuff is scripted. None of this stuff is scripted. I promise you it's not. But what I do is I just I just sit here and just talk. And I wanted to be this way because I wanted to be the most authentic, you know, commentary from a fan's perspective that that is out there. You know, I don't have any bulletin points. I don't have none. I just go with the topic that I that I have and and I'm glad that you guys are here listening to this because I really, really appreciate it. And um, I wouldn't want it no other way. Uh, so um, I, I I really hope these teams turn it around. You know, three and nine, whew, Georgia Southern, man, seven and ten. Not too bad for the Falcons, but we just need more players that with a little bit more talent because we overachieved, in my opinion. And um, I trust Coach Helton. Uh, everybody, Will Harris, um, Ryan Applin, uh, the offensive coordinators. I, I don't want to go down the whole name list, but all of you guys that are there um, putting those kids to work to be um, a level of excellence on and off the field when it comes to being a student athlete, uh, I really appreciate you guys coming to Georgia Southern and trying to turn this around because you guys could have been where you are and continue to flourish in Power 5 schools and um, – we could have still been looking for a coach, to be honest. As far as the Falcons go, thank Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith for trying to make a winning culture within the Falcons. I know a lot of guys decide to move on because they did not want to be a part of a rebuild or a starting over like number 11. And now we got reports of um, Ricardo Allen feeling the same way. That's fine. You know, we're going to bring some guys in here, hopefully, to win some games. And at the end of the day, that's what I want. And I appreciate those guys because they didn't have to take the job either. They didn't have to take this job. You know, so we'll see how things go. And um, we'll just continue to make this content. And uh, it's a good way to end the Friday, in my opinion. It's a good way to end the Friday. Hopefully you guys made it as far. If you did, I really appreciate it. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Whether it be YouTube or Rumble, because I, I, I should be on Rumble now. Um, subscribe to the channel because the content will be all over there as well. If you're listening to this on the podcast side of things, give me a five-star rating. I think this one deserves a five-star. I think I did a pretty good job. If I didn't, let me know. But I think I did a pretty good job this go around. And uh, subscribe to the podcast avenue if you uh, like as well. I really, really appreciate the support. The listenership and the viewership is up. I hope it, Hopefully it continues to go up. I do my part and do whatever I can to make this content the best so you guys can continue to watch and or listen. And if you really, really like the content, not only just share it with your fellow, you know, uh, friends or your fa fellow family members. Also, if you want to, 
there's a donate button down there in the anchor link. Also, you can hit me up on Cash App because all that does is going to want to help expand this channel to a greater heights. It's going to help expand the content to greater heights. You know, it's a one man show. I do it all as far as the content editing and putting this stuff up. And I do this not only for the love of my teams, but I do it for the love of you guys as well. And I really, really appreciate you guys for making it this far once again. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my weekend. I hope you guys do as well. It's the Super Bowl. I didn't want to talk about the Super Bowl because they have nothing to do with my teams. But it's the Super Bowl weekend. Also, it's Valentine's week, uh, Day weekend. Uh, I guess that makes sense. Valentine's Day weekend. Do something for your significant other. Don't be a you-know-what. Do that as well. And um, go ahead and uh, enjoy the festivity, festivities of the Super Bowl. I will be back on a Monday. Even though it's Valentine's Day, I probably will be putting up a, a, a episode for that day. So um, hopefully you guys will enjoy your weekends. Hopefully you enjoyed this content. I thank you guys. I'm going to slide up out of here. Enjoy your weekend. You guys be blessed. Peace.